0: Today's episode has been sponsored by Shaka Tea. Shaka Tea is a line of Hawaii-grown herbal iced teas with a commitment to the health of their consumers and health of the land. Shaka Tea is a naturally caffeine-free, no sugar-added product and supports sustainable farming and regenerative agriculture. Shop Shaka Tea that's spelled S-H-A-K-A. Marion Keyes is one of the most successful Irish novelists of all time. She's written 14 novels, including Lucy Sullivan is Getting Married, Rachel's Holiday, and her latest, Grown Ups. Her books have all been bestsellers, with 30 million of her books sold in 33 languages around the world. Anybody out there won the British Book Award for Popular Fiction and the Melissa Nathan Prize for Comedy Romance. This charming man won the Irish Book Award for Popular Fiction. In 2009, she wrote Saved by Cake, which we'll discuss later, and three collections of journalism, including Under the Duvet and Further Under the Duvet, and Making It Up As I Go Along Notes from a Small Woman. She was born in Limerick in 1963 and spent her 20s in London and now lives in Dunn hair with her husband. So welcome to Marion. I'm so excited to be talking to her today. Hi, how are you? Hi, Zuby. Can you hear me? Yeah, it it was breaking up a bit there, but yeah, I can hear you. Oh, thanks so much for coming on my show. It's so nice to talk to you. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, you have, there is so much to talk to you about. All of these books, your latest book is amazing. Your whole career. I heard that you didn't even know you wanted to be a writer, that it was
1: just something that kind of fell into your lap. Yeah, I didn't start writing until I was 30. And at that stage, I had gone to law school. I was working in accounts. And it was only kind of when my life started kind of shutting down. Anyone who knows my story knows that I'm in recovery for alcoholism. So it was the tail end of my alcoholism was when I started writing. And I do think they were very, very linked, the two the two items. So I went to rehab. And when I came out of rehab, I realized that writing was what I wanted to do. And, you know, within 18 months of coming out of rehab, my first novel was published. And, you know, I was a late starter, but I feel it happened at the right time for me. Wow. And then
0: tell me about in 2009. So you started writing fiction and then you yeah. started not to jump right into your most, Stephen's Darkest Secrets here, <laughs> but <bad> let's... <laughs> But since yeah, we started um, with alcoholism, let's go right to depression. So no. you start, you had the beginning of a depressive episode and then baking got you out of it, which is so
1: inspiring. Anybody can bake. Tell me about that. Bake. Except me at the time, like I am so not a baker. I am so not a domestic person. And I was in the absolute horrors as anyone who's been through depression will know. And like, it was this sort of primal urge to bake a cake. My friend, it was her birthday. And I thought, flour, eggs, chocolate, I can do this. So I baked her a cake and it honestly, baking saved my life for, you know, for a a good few months. Like it was all I was able for. And it calmed me. Like it's those small things like sieving flour, weighing things like it, it very much, it's like, you know, acting out your mindfulness. It's very, very in the moment stuff. And then, you know, there's the miracle of it. like, it goes in looking like one thing and it comes out like, completely different and amazing. And then you get to eat it. I mean, everything about it is just fantastic. So when I got a little bit better, then I wrote Saved by Cake, which was, oh yeah, my husband used to take photographs of all the things I'd made because, I mean, we worked together. And when I wasn't well, our life just fell off a cliff. So we had to kind of make our own entertainment. So the book has his photographs and the things I made. And And it's kind of self-helpy as well. Like, I mean, I, I write how I felt when I was making a particular batch of things. And hopefully anyone who's going through the horrors might find it helpful the way I did. Wow.
0: How great that you put that down and shared it with everybody and the pictures too. That's great. <laughs> and then of course, in your, in your latest book, Kara, who's one of the, the main characters ends up having an eating disorder herself and compulsive overeating and bulimia and resists treatment at first. And how does that, I feel like we have the cake, we have the eating, this yeah. whole theme of, of food that, that runs through some of your work. Tell me a little bit about that and how you decided on that trajectory for that character
1: yeah i mean the thing about grown-ups is it starts at the end in that all the characters in the book and they're you know kind of this glamorous family of three brothers and their wives their ex-wives and their adult stepchildren and they're at a dinner party they spend a lot of time together they get on very well on the surface underneath things are far more complicated as they always are with any group of people and three three people have their secrets outed because one of the sis one of the wives gets concussion, and when I started the book, I knew that I needed secrets, and I mean money is always a good one, infidelity is always another one and and then I was thinking about what what would I hate to be in a situation with and I thought well addiction, you know because I mean i'm in recovery for alcoholism. And I really understand the secrecy. Like I don't have an eating disorder. It's really important to say that, but I understand that, you know, the, the burden of it. And, and so the idea of this, this woman suffering from bulimia came to me. And I feel like as eating disorders go, bulimia is a particularly brutal one because you hide in plain sight, you know, with other eating disorders, you know, at either end of the spectrum, it's evident, your body is your evidence, you know, that you're ill. But with bulimia, people kind of trudge on for years and years with this monkey on their back, with their voice in the head, and, 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 and nobody really knows. And I thought it, was kind, it needed to be written about. And luckily, people who have bulimia or who are recovering have read it and they said that, that I did it accurately, which is really important always you know, when I write about somebody else's journey or their pain, it's so important to honor it and do it properly. I think you did.
0: I mean, I don't, I also don't have bulimia, but I mean, it was so candid and open and even just the little details that you included about how she felt so watched when she finally did just have dinner again with her husband, just all these little things that make a character, Mm. not really just a character, but a true person in your mind when you're reading it. So I don't know, it's
1: really great. But that's lovely to hear because for me, I think I'm all about characterization. I really want my characters to be complicated and flawed and nuanced. And and as you say, to have those tiny details that people will pick up on and say, oh yeah, I remember feeling like that. Or yeah, I can, I can identify with that even if I haven't gone through. It. So thank you, Zippy. Oh,
0: you're welcome. How do you come up with all the ideas for all of the different books? You've written so many novels and collections of essays, journal, you're just, you have so much and even like the blog you have on your website and you're just like a a content factory.
1: How do you come up with the ideas? I mean, I don't feel like that, but I tell you, I am fascinated by human beings. I think we are just so interesting because I'm really interested in the gap between the self that we presented to the outside world, which is only a tiny, tiny version of ourselves, of what's really going on underneath. Like, it's this universe of feelings and longings and shame and secret, and you know, secret loves. And, and that's, it's that gap that I love to explore in everybody. And I mean, I suppose I feel that almost everybody is well-intentioned. And that's what I try to bring to, you know, to kind of see people through that prism, like that many, many, of all of us do things that we're ashamed of. I mean, I speak for myself, you know, like inadvertently, I will make mistakes. I'll hurt people I didn't mean to. And, and that's, it's hard to live with that. But I think if I write my characters like that, it, well, it gives me ease and I like to read about it in other people's books. I think, oh, It's not just me. You know, there's a relief in seeing somebody else's kind of flawed humanity. And I, I mean, I live in Ireland. I'm surrounded by people who I find extremely entertaining. Like I I lived away from Ireland for a long time and I, I love being back here. I love how people, people use language here. You know, people are great at conversation. They have kind of excellent turns of phrase that you don't get in other English speaking countries. So, I mean, that helps. Also, I'm really close to my family, to my brothers, my sisters, their wives and, you know, husbands, kids and all of that. And they're, you know, they're a great source of inspiration rather than material. Like I I don't put the real people in books, but there's always stuff. And also there's that thing that you said in the beginning and me, that like I've had my dark times in the trenches with, you know, poor mental health and with addiction. And I think that has given me knowledge and insight and compassion as well to bring to characters. And I think maybe people trust me because they think, okay, you know, she blew her life up in her face at least twice. You know, we can trust her that she, she's not going to be saccharine in, in what she writes, the way she depicts people. So there's all of that. And, and I mean, I love what I do because I didn't come to writing until I was 30. And because I had spent so many years feeling wrong and pointless and you know the square peg in the round hole and that i always would be to be now in something that i get such joy from i really want to do it well like it gives me huge pride to write a book that people go i loved that you took me away from myself and you took me away from the world for a while and and you gave me comfort and you made me smile and you made me cry you know all of that is so rewarding yeah i mean i get so much back from my readers it's a very very symbiotic nurturing relationship it's amazing
0: I think before I started interviewing authors I didn't realize how much the authors were getting from the readers I thought the readers oh, took all but yes. it's actually the oh,
1: opposite no, the opposite and you know even when people don't like what I've done it's always interesting you know or if people have liked one book and they don't like the next or the other way around it's always good to know what what has kind of chimed with people and what really hasn't I mean it doesn't mean that like I will change what I do in response to that but it is still it all goes in you know it all it's all information which is never a bad thing and then when you sit down to write a book what does that process look like for you oh it's slow is what it is is. It'd be very slow no it is it really is and for me like it's all about going deep rather than forward you know there's So many people write the way they write, but for me, I only do one real draft, but it takes me like a year and a half, you know, because I'm fiddling, changing things, asking myself more and more and more about that character, you know, before I can move forward. So I write in my spare bedroom upstairs here. I try to do weekdays. I try and stay open. I think for any writer, it's really important to have time on your own. And I hate that. Like, I just love... Twitter, Instagram, scrolling, you know, like clicking on stuff like going on Zara, like all of that. And it's very, very hard to kind of do isolation, you know, or to go out for a walk by myself. But that's when things really get untangled. Sometimes my husband will come with me, and that's almost as good as being on my own, because we can, you know, we sort of share a brain when it comes to the work stuff. So, you know, but it's slow and and I kind of forgive myself for that now. I realize this is my way and that there is no wrong way and then I'm always worried sick you know before it comes out and then always grateful when people say nice things but for me it's really about the characterization. and if something is wrong with me and it so often is I know I have to go back and go okay I don't believe him I don't like him and I don't know why and I need to find out you know it's about constantly refining and that's just how I do it. Other people write first draft in 40 days. And, and, you know, and they're really the whole thing is done and dusted in three months. And that's not for me, although I wish it was. But look, we are who we are. I mean, it's working. Whatever you're doing is working. <laughs> <Yeah. Thank laughs> right. You. I mean, reading a lot, you know, I mean, I think it's really important as a writer to read. I read an awful lot of women and I, I love contemporary books, you know, anything, anything that's just out. I'm like, Oh, give it to me. You know, I, I want to know what, I mean, cause I write mostly about women. I want to know what women are feeling and thinking right now about the world that they're living in and what, what is worrying them? What's making them happy? How, how is their daily life? And I get an awful lot of that from fiction, which, you know, reading was my first, my first addiction and it's kind of still, still up there. Then we share that, we share that addiction for sure. <laughs> I'm a huge reader.
0: <laughs> and I thought it was so nice on your, on your blog, on your website, how you were talking about all sorts of other books. You have a piece of troubling news, like with your not being apart from your mother with the COVID-19 restrictions. And then your best news, I was like, well, she'll surely recommend her own book. And instead you recommended these other
1: books, which was just so generous of spirit of you. I was so impressed. <laughs> that's really really nice but i think if i love something i want everyone to know about it like whether it's a book or a tv show or a pair of sandals or whatever like i get very or you know or makeup like i mean i can never stop talking about that but if i read a book and i love it i just get really excited i think no no you must read it you will love it and one of my favorite things is giving books to people or or telling people about something that they love uh, you, you know and when i was younger you know, when I started out, I felt like the world was a zero-sum game. So if somebody got something good, it meant that there was less for me. And I'm so glad that I've got older and I've evolved to the point where like, when you give stuff away, I get more back. You know, it's very, it's much more rewarding to be friends with other writers than to regard them as, oh, the enemy, you know, or kind of, oh, my rivals. And I feel very lucky that I have so many friends who are writers, and and it's a real honour to be in a position to be able to to big up other people, you know. Because I still feel like I've only started, but actually I've been doing this for twenty five years, and it is almost my duty because people have been really good to me, you know. People like you now, like giving me this, you know. So it's the least I can do. Like that's that's how I want. That's the kind of person I want to be, and it was not how I always was, and I'm pleased that I've improved as a human
0: being. That's amazing. I love that. You've already included so much advice in little snippets just from everything you've shared. But if you were to give advice to aspiring authors, what what
1: would you say? Okay, there is no magic spell. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Sit down and write it, you know, Write a sentence, write, if you have a scene in your head and you don't know where it fits in, you don't know whether it's the start or halfway through, just sit down and write it and try and commit to like a certain amount of time every day, like an hour, which is kind of doable for most people, I hope. And consider that hour sacred, that no matter what else is going on, you will do that. You will honor what you want to do by giving yourself that hour. And write it your way. And don't let perfectionism be the enemy of the good. You know, your first few sentences will appall you with how awful they are. I mean, that's always the way for me. And writing is so much about rewriting and refining, you know, polishing it up. It will be terrible. You will be appalled. But keep doing it because we only get one life. And don't go to your grave thinking, oh, I could have written a great book if only I'd had the courage to do it. You know, oh, another thing, pretend nobody is ever going to read it, especially your mother, you know, especially <laughs> when you're writing those things, you know, just write for yourself initially. Don't let other people's imaginary judgment skew what you're doing. But if you want to do it, you owe it to yourself to do it. Like, I can't stress that enough please give it a go. Like maybe not everyone will find that it's what they want to do, but I'm certain that lots of people will. I think if you've already got the spark and the interest, you know, it's probably going to work. So good luck, whoever you are, please do it.
0: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. I've been a fan of yours forever. Oh, I mean, I remember reading Lucy Selby, Got Married and all these books, just Rachel's Holiday for just for so long. Anyway, so this is such a treat for me. Thank you for coming on I the show. Really <laughs> thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to my podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you liked this episode, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and sign up for my mailing list at ZibbyOwens.com so you can always hear about the latest things I'm up to. Thanks a lot. Thanks to today's sponsor, Shaka Tea. S-H-A-K-A-T. Shaka Tea, which is the line of Hawaii-grown herbal iced teas. Go get some. Be refreshed. It's a perfect time of year for this tea. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You can always email me at zibby at zibbyowens.com.